This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. Flanders from Watertown, New York. And you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 5th, episode 2633. This episode is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. I can't take it anymore. Thank God it's Friday. I would like, if I may... To take you on a strange journey. We work all week so that we can eat and own a little piece of God's ground. Pushing papers and pens, red tape never ends. The stress can turn a smile into a frown. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Jamie's out today. She's actually in Atlanta going to a concert, as I understand it. I think she's on her way there right now. So we have Mandy Flanders filling in for her first time here on Horses in the Morning. Hi, Mandy. Hey, Glenn. I'm so excited to be here. And she sounds so good because uh, she's a one of our brand newest podcasters here on the Horse Radio Network. The show's not even out yet. Is it coming out soon? It is coming out later in March, so almost done just doing the final prep work. Good. We'll talk more about that later in the show, and we'll meet Mandy, and you'll learn all about her, and I'm so excited for her new show. And uh, I wanted to do, before we get into Daily Winnies and things, I wanted to do a follow-up from the EHV One story on Wednesday. Uh, we talked about the fact that, obviously, Europe has shut down shows for a month, and uh, or the FEI has shut down European shows for a month, uh, for the most part, and not allowing horses to travel. Um, the World Equestrian Center had put out uh, bulletins about being very safe. Uh, they've done the same thing down in Wellington, that they're on high alert down there. They have not discovered any cases in Wellington. They have had one case here in, of the neurological form here in Ocala. Um, and that horse has been isolated and is at the hospital, I think. So I'm not exactly sure what the details on that horse were. Uh, they were not at the World Equestrian Center or HITS, as I understand it, at that time. So, so far, we haven't seen a massive outbreak anywhere in the United States of this neurological form in sport horses. But there was uh, talk of one in Quebec, and that is at a farm that has, uh, it's called uh, Venturing Hills Farm, and it's in in Quebec, in Luskaville, and they have had three horses die, and over half the farm's 39 horse population has fallen sick. Uh, it's a terrible situation up there right now. Uh, it was traced to a horse that had been transported from a farm from the Toronto area. Four other cases have been reported in Ontario as well. Uh, they've been getting help from veterinarians up there. They've been really careful. They're basically in triage mode, trying to save these horses, being treated around the clock. They're monitoring them around the clock. The quote from the people at the farm is, due to this constant never-ending battle, our barn team is completely exhausted. And despite the additional help that people have stepped up to give, those people have burned out and are exhausted as well. You know, when you 
you know, some people are asking, well, how contagious is it? Very contagious. So basically, when you leave uh, the quarantined area, you take off your clothes, you put on different, you wash down, you put on different clothes, you don't wear anything, you know, that you were in the quarantined area outside, the clothes get washed immediately. It is that contagious. So um, that's why you have to be so, so careful with this. And quarantine means quarantine. That means people, horses, uh, but products, so you have to have separate feed buckets, separate paper. You don't share anything. Um, and, you know, that's why it's such a big concern because it is so very contagious. Uh, so, we, you know, our thoughts and prayers are everybody at Venturing Hills up there in Quebec. Jeez, uh, what a tough situation that is. So let's hope. Let's hope that we can contain this because, it, you know, it could turn bad pretty quickly. And uh, we hope it does not. We've had enough virus stuff. We don't really need more of it virus stuff right now. We're just figuring out the first virus, the hum- human virus. We don't need to deal with this right now. And some people said, well, make sure you get your your vaccinations. The unfortunate part, as we learned on Wednesday from the veterinarian, is that the vaccinations don't help with this form, this neurological form of BHV1. They might help a, per- a horse not get as sick so that they're not sneezing and spreading it as quickly, uh, but it doesn't necessarily stop you from getting this, which is why this is so much of a problem. Uh, so anyway, I just wanted to give everybody an update on that. Didn't mean to be bring down the show on a Friday, but we're, we are definitely going to keep you updated on that because it's very important. It's important that we keep an eye on things. On today's show, we have Natalie with us from Stream Horse TV. She talks about the Trailblazing Horsewoman live stream to be held on International Women's, Women's Day. And Mandy, of course, is filling in for Jamie. And Mandy's going to get to try really bad ads for the first time. Nothing like throwing you in the deep end on your first horses in the morning on a Friday. Are you prepared? Are you ready? I am ready. I'm excited. Okay, good, good. Uh, And uh, let's do some Daily Winnies, and then we'll get into learning a little bit more about Mandy. My Daily Winnie goes out to Michelle from MEI Travel. If you're thinking about joining us on the Horse Lovers Cruise next February, yes, we're thinking positive that there will actually be a cruise next February. We're trying to have hope. Um, you, I would highly recommend you book your cabins now and lock in the prices because Royal Caribbean came out yesterday and said that they're looking at raising prices as cruises get started, and I can understand that. They've lost. Right now, Royal Caribbean alone is losing $300 million a month in losses because the ships are out there still floating around. They still have skeleton crews. They're still burning fuel. They're still doing all of that. And they're not, you know, they're not making any money. They're not running cruises. So uh, they have enough money to get through, but uh, you know, they're going to have to make it up somehow. And I think there's a pent up demand for people to go away and especially on cruises. So they're considering raising the prices. So I would say right now, if you're looking at doing or thinking about doing the Horse Lovers Cruise, go to horseradionetwork.com slash cruise. All the details are there. Contact Michelle. Her details are on there, too. Book your rooms. Pay your $250 deposit. You can always cancel later. So you you can cancel right up until the final payment is due, which I think is Thanksgiving. So get your, but it locks in your prices so your prices won't increase after. So definitely do that. If you're thinking about going at all, just get it booked in and then you can always cancel it later. So that's horseradionetwork.com slash cruise. All right, your turn. (laughs) 
my daily winning goes out to my husband, Tim, because Tim, number one, is a great horse husband. But number two, he's turning into a great podcast husband, if that's even a term. I've got this new door hanger that I put on the the door of my studio where I'm recording my podcast. Does it say, keep the hell out? (laughs) (laughs) One side says, it's okay to knock, please come in. And the other side says, I'd have to look at it, but basically it says, don't come in. Yeah, stay away. (laughs) I have to make sure that I flip it to the correct side so that he knows if it's acceptable to knock or if it's not acceptable to knock. And at first he was like, I'm not going to pay attention to that, but he's actually gotten pretty good with it. And so right now it's flipped over on the side that says do not knock and he is downstairs and he's being quiet. So I think he's keeping track of the pets and keeping everybody silent for me. I think he wondered (laughs) if you were really what the real reason was at first. The sign (laughs) on the door. Well, he was, he gave me a little pushback for it in the beginning. He was like, I'm what? I'm not paying attention to that. And then he started paying attention. So it was like, okay, <laughs> we can make this work. I mean, we do record, you know, obviously we get uh, Jamie, we get my dog and Jamie's dogs and Jamie's kids and her husband occasionally doing the dishes in the kitchen. Uh, I, what happens is they're good about it for a while. And then after a while, they start to relax a little. Um, and I don't think they totally get what we do. Now, Jennifer does in my case because she also does it. You know, she's also a podcaster, so she gets mm-hmm. it. But I think spouses sometimes just don't get it. <laughs> just don't understand. <laughs> well, as long as I have stopped him from yelling up the stairs in our house, yelling, babe, babe, <laughs> sweetheart. <laughs> and actually, now that I think about it, I haven't heard that in a while. So I think he's learned at least not to yell up the stairs because he has no idea who I might be talking to and what I might be doing. So at least the the yelling up the stairs has come to a stop. <laughs> yeah, at least we're not on video where people are walking behind us and they're, you know, in their bathrobes and stuff like that. We're not on video anyway. So, so that's good. Well, uh, Mandy, tell me a little bit about the new show that's going to be coming out. Sure. So my new podcast is called The Lead Line, and the the show is all about um, horse business owners who are looking to grow in their horse business. And the reason I started this podcast is because I see a lot of folks who absolutely love what they do in the horse industry, but they're struggling to get over that hump of you know becoming more profitable and becoming more successful in their business. So in my show, I'm going to be talking to other successful horse business owners who have learned how to make that work. They've learned how to make real money. They've learned how to work through those struggles and get over those humps. And we're really just going to focus on bringing a lot of inspiration to equine entrepreneurs who are looking to up-level their business. So that's what the show is about. And it's coming out later this month. So later in March, just finishing up, like I said earlier, the final work on that. And I'm super excited. So I'm going to ask you the tough question is what makes you credible to be the host for that show? Good question. So we were just talking about this earlier, Glenn, before we started, you know, recording today. But I've been in the industry for, I don't know, ten plus years in the horse world. And when I first got started, and we first had started, you on about ten years ago on the on Stable Scoop. You must have been a baby. Yeah, then. you were just a oh yes. baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, early 20s, maybe I might have only been like 20. I'm trying to do the math, but now as you get older, do you, you find still like the look math gets 20, harder to so, do? So, I mean, there's that. <laughs> the math gets harder to do when going back and trying to figure out how old I was, you know, 10, 12 years ago. But uh, I started out with uh, this equestrian blog for horse, uh, backyard horse owners called Horse Family. And I was doing so great at running that blog and promoting it and building an audience and having so much fun. But what I did not understand was how to run it as a business. So 
it really was short lived for only a couple of years because I had to get serious about life. I had to go make money. And eventually it just kind of faded out because I wasn't making any money doing it. But I had the marketing side down really well. So I ended up leaving the horse industry for a little bit and getting a lot of just real world business experience, spending a lot of time in the the business world. And now that I've come back to it, I can put those two things together, both the business experience and the marketing experience and look at it with, you know, different glasses, I guess you could say, now that I'm looking at horse family as a business. And that's, that's really what this is about is what, how can you do what you love, but also make money doing it? And I'm super excited to be able to bring that experience to the table. And what's it called? The lead line. So it's the Lead Line podcast. It'll also be on the Horse Radio Network, I'm happy to say. And we will, you know, it'll be on all the usual podcast players and all of that. And it will also be in our, our feed for the All Shows feed. So when it first comes out, you'll start to see it pop in and there. We have a couple thousand people that listen that way. Um, but now everybody doesn't care about all that. They want to know, do you have a horse? And tell us about your horse. I do have a horse. And I've had her, again, I'm not going to do the math, but I, I've had her for 16 years and it's been the same horse. She's her name is Lark. She's a a paint horse and again, backyard horse owner. That's what I am. That's what I do. And so we just do a lot of like casual trail riding, having fun. And did that's you about ever the, show yeah, when you were younger? A little bit. I did a little bit of the fun shows um, back in the day, way back when when we first got started. Lark hated loading. And so it became more of an anxiety fest for me. So I didn't go anywhere because it was such a hassle. It's not a problem anymore. I have a trailer and she loads fine. But back when I was a lot younger, she was like my 16th birthday present. Um, when I was younger. You so know, you get- actually got the pony that every every teenage girl asks for? <laughs> <laughs> I did. We had horses prior to that, but she she was the one that stuck for many years. We went through those experimental, you know, horses in the beginning um, as I was learning how to be a horse owner. And then Lark was the one that stuck. But yeah, she she was my 16th birthday present. So did you and you grew up in New York, right? Do I remember that right? Yes. Yeah. North, upper New York. Yes, yes, closer to Canada. So when people hear New York, I don't know if this so much applies to horse people, but most people, when they think of New York, they picture New York the City. City. Yeah. And I'm like way up there. I'm like six hours from you the City. You were up where it snowed all the time. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you still are, right? What, you're I still in... am. I'm looking out the window yeah. right now and there's snow <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> you're in Massachusetts now, right? No, I, I lived in Massachusetts for a few years. My husband and I lived there for three years, and then we moved back to upstate New York, where oh, okay. I grew up, and we bought a house um, on Lake Ontario, actually, so we're right on the water. Oh, so you get the lake effect snows, too. We do, but we're in this weird spot where it's uh, our particular area where we bought a house. It doesn't get hit with the same amounts of snow that some of the other parts of um, our county do. So sometimes like, like 30 like minutes. Erie the- and uh some of the other cities along the the west side of New York. Yes, it's not bad. Just very icy. We get a lot of ice fishing out on our lake. Well, you can have it. I'll I'll, I'll take my 80 (laughs) degrees and (laughs) I'll stay here. Thank you very much. So what do you think is the the thing that... Okay, let's take a barn owner who is running a boarding barn. And what, 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 what are the biggest mistakes that you see barn owners making? That's a great question. So a barn owner, I would say 
Well, I'm going to go back to when I was searching for a barn to board at because I actually don't keep my horse at home. Um, I did many years ago, but at the house we're at on the lake, there's no space. So I board. And when I started looking for a barn to put my horse at, I went to three places. Now, I think it's worth saying my husband and I have this rule of three first and foremost. If we're looking for any kind of service or a contract or anything like that, we have found that we stick to the rule of three, which is we look at three places or talk to three contractors, what have you, before we make a decision. Because it, you know, you don't end up, you have a deal breaker with an odd number like that. Wait a minute, I got to stop you. Did you do that with your husband too? Did you do the rule <laughs> of three or did you do the rule of 10? Or <laughs> No, the rule of three came in later. <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> well, I didn't have that when I met my husband. Did you have them all lined up and you were like, okay, I'm going to pick one of these three? <laughs> no, we weren't like the, playing The Bachelor over here. <laughs> <laughs> he got the rose, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, we have a rule of three. We, we got that because when we first got married, we found ourselves jumping into things very quickly and then it would come back to bite us in the butt. Like every so, married couple does when they first start. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's so a good we, rule, though. I never heard the rule of three. Yeah, that's something that we we decided to kind of put into place after a few years of being married that we would just like talk to three people anytime we're making any kind of like big financial decision. Um, so I did the same thing with looking for a boarding barn for my horse. And I, I looked at three different locations. Now, a couple of the things that I think may, led me to the decision that I made were, um, for one example, there was a barn that was very close to me. And literally two miles down the road. In fact, when I went to go meet the woman and check out the barn, I went on my bicycle because I wanted to <laughs> see how long it would take me to bike there if I wanted to go on a nice day. And uh, so it was great. The proximity was wonderful. But when I got there, the woman had a ton of dogs. And I'm talking, I think they were Dobermans. Oh, and I, I know dogs, but those, I, I think they were Dobermans. They were huge. And there was like five, like hmm. not even kidding. And so when I got off my bike and all these dogs are running around, I was like, I love how close this barn is. The woman was really nice, but I just did not want to be jumped on by dogs every time I went to the barn. And I, I don't mind dogs. I've had dogs, but five that are half my size, they were huge. <laughs> so that was one reason I didn't choose the barn. Um, the other, and then let's see what else. By the way, you're not the only one that wouldn't choose the barn for that reason. I mean, one or two is one thing. Five is another. It was just a lot. It was a lot. And then the other thing was like the setup, um, the riding arena that was indoors. It was, the riding arena was built like in the stall area. And I know some barns are set up that way where the stalls are like inside the arena and it's just one giant space where everything happens. And it just, it just felt busy to me. And I just didn't really love it. It would have been great to have had my horse that close, though. And now that I'm driving, I'm I'm actually driving 30 minutes away to the barn that I'm at. And I'm. It, it's a long drive. When I go do it, I'm like, I have to factor in an hour of travel but time. But are you just... happier when you're there? Yes. Yeah, so and I, I chose this barn because it was quiet, not a lot of borders. She only has maybe three, three or four other borders. Only one other than me shows up on a regular basis. So it was quiet. It was very clean. That was something that stood out to me. And it was just very low key. There was no worry about any drama or anything like that. Just super laid back. And it was an excellent fit. So I feel like that was the long answer to your question, Glenn. But I just remembered those dogs at that one barn that I went to. And I was like, that was not that was not a good fit for me. So I feel happy with my decision. Well, I think too, I think we ran a boarding barn for a long time. I think we had about 20 horses. And, you know, it, one of the mistakes I think people make is they don't treat it like a business. 
you know, mm-hmm. you need to treat everything like a business. And that's hard to do. I mean, partly you become friends with the boarders and all of that, and you forget to raise your rates every year. You forget to do all the things. You forget to look at prices of everything, that you really have to look at everything. You have to look at the price of the hay, the price of the bedding. You have to look, and sometimes you have to make decisions that aren't popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're making the decision because ultimately you're st- you're not there to be uh, a, a you're not there to be a you're there to be a place for them to put their horse that everybody's happy but you're also there to make money um exactly. or you're there to at least break even <laughs> so yeah <laughs> which a lot of boarding barns don't do but mm-hmm. you know boarding is tough that's a tough one you need to be doing something else in addition to the boarding usually to make any money unless you're in an exclusive area it's it's tough Mm-hmm. Uh, but but that's why I'm glad your show's around because I think that everybody's going to learn from uh, from the show and you're going to learn how to market and and uh, you can just run a business better. Uh, I, and it's just everything from accounting to insurance. I mean, it's just so much involved in it. But as you said, horse people are we're good at the horse stuff, not so good at the business stuff all, all the time because mm-hmm. that's boring and. We don't have time for that, <laughs> which is the biggest problem most horse people have. All right, let's hear from Kentucky Performance Products. They do run it like a business and a very well-run business, and they've been our supporters since Mandy first came on the show 11 years ago. They've been with us, so let's, uh, let's hear from them. You muck out his stall every day. You toss him hay and feed him his grain with just the right supplements mixed in. You adjust his blankets to keep him comfortable and you always make sure he has enough fresh water. Before you ride, you brush off all the dirt and notice every bump or scratch. As you train, you feel every stride and notice each swivel of his ears as he listens to your aids. After you ride, you pause for a hug because your relationship is what it's really all about. The feeling you get when you hug your horse is priceless. It's why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by Nalox Advanced. Fight back against colic and digestive upset. Nalox Advanced provides a scientifically advanced blend of ingredients that work synergistically to maintain your horse's digestive tract in peak condition. The horse that matters to you matters to us. Well, thank you to Kentucky Performance Products. You can find them at kppusa.com. And also on Facebook, they post a lot of good nutritional information for your horse on there. Just search for, search for Kentucky Performance Products on Facebook. I wanted to mention before we get on, I have a uh, horse fact of the day that we're going to do here before we get to our first guest. But before we do that, I wanted to mention that I am aware, uh, some of the listeners, auditors made us aware that during this show, sometimes they're hearing a very high-pitched squeak occasionally, and it's not all the time. Uh, apparently, in yesterday's show, it was in there quite a bit. It's funny because when I listen back, I can't hear it. Uh, they're hearing it. I had Jennifer listened. She couldn't hear it. So I, we don't know what's going on, being that yesterday, we thought it was Jamie at first. Something on her end. But Wendy was co-hosting yesterday with me, so now we've kind of determined it must be on my end. Uh, I, if you're hearing it and it's annoying the hell out of you, I wanted you to know that we're aware of it. We have four or five people that are in kind of a little group, and they're keeping an ear out for it. And we're trying to identify what it is, but we have not had any luck yet because a lot of times I can't even hear it. So um, what we're going to do, and we're wondering if it's only iPhones, uh, because I don't have an iPhone and I listen off of something else. Uh, 
But if you're hearing it, it's annoying you, be aware that we are trying to figure it out. Today, I went with a different mic uh, and a little bit of a different arrangement. So we'll see if uh, if they hear any of it today. Uh, and we're going to, uh, that's the only way you can fix stuff like this is to start eliminating things one at a time. But we are working on it. I will try and get it figured out for you. I know it's annoying some of you. Apparently, my hearing is shot from wearing headphones for the last 15 years, and I can't hear it at all. So... Um, I guess I'm a lucky one. I can't hear the high-pitched squeal anymore. But uh, for those of you that are, we're working on it. And now it's time for today's equestrian, who knew, fact of the day. That's right. It is time for the horse fact of the day. Let's talk about the Spanish riding school and how and when it started. Y'all know it's in Austria, and it's dedicated to the preservation of classical dressage and the training of Lipizzaner horses. The riding school was first named in 1572, making it the oldest still active riding school today. Records show that a wooden ring riding arena was first commissioned in 1565, but it wasn't until almost 200 years later that Emperor, Emperor Charles VI commissioned an architect to build the white riding hall that's used today. And that's still the same one from 1729. Prior to that time, the school operated from a wooden arena. The Spanish riding school was named for the Spanish horses that formed one of the basis of the Lipizzan breed, which is used exclusively at the school today. Today, the horses are delivered to the Spanish riding school are bred in Austria. One of the original studs used to develop the breed was called uh, Lipiza, and that it is now called Lipica, and that's in Slovenia which uh, gave its name to the breed. So that was one of the original studs was Lipiza, which Lipizzaner came from that. Uh, one of the reasons it was formed was for, so this is interesting, the knights were coming out of their heyday and, you know, knights in shining armor and lances and suits of armor and all that stuff were coming out of their heyday in in the early 1500s because of what, Mandy? What came into effect that caused knights to be kind of irrelevant? <laughs> A history Cars. lesson here. Nope, uh, not quite that early. Uh, Gunpowder, guns. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, you never got a chance to use your sword when somebody shot you from a distance. So that's true. Uh, so they were still using horses, though. Obviously, horses all the way through the First World War were used as a primary means of transportation. Uh, but you know, suits of armor didn't work as well anymore because the, the basically the balls the, that were used in those days would go through suits of armor. So they formed this school as a way for the knights of the day to practice because they couldn't use their armor anymore. And they wanted to maintain their battlefield, uh, battlefield uh, dominance. They got rid of the heavy armor and basically what they wanted to do was learn to maneuver quickly and with great complexity so that they could basically dance around the battlefield. You know, they could be more agile in the battlefield rather than just charging. They could be more agile, duck and weave and all of that stuff. Thus dressage, right? And that what they practice in dressage is really knowing movements and moving quickly side to side and all of that and using your horse as a weapon. And that's uh, that's what the school was formed for was so knights could get better at horsemanship and rely less on 80 pounds of armor and, uh, you know, a big sword. So that's that's how that's how that all came to be. Did you learn something about today? You learn about that. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been over there? No, I haven't. 
yeah, that, I think that'd be uh, definitely on Jennifer's bucket list is to see the the school. I think it'd be it would be a blast. Plus, you know, I'd love to go to Austria sometime too. Well, I'm still thinking about how heavy that armor must have been. I mean, can you imagine riding in that? I wore a suit once <laughs> when we were at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair, uh, and they do weigh about eighty pounds. So, because the chain mail that goes underneath the metal armor weighs a ton to begin with. The chain mail's very heavy and prickly, too. Um, it's metal. <laughs> it's metal links. Um, and then they had the armor that went over top of that. So, you were pretty heavy. That's why they had to use the winch in a lot of cases. They, would, they had a hook on the back of the armor on your back and they would hook the hook and they would lift you up and they would, the, they would pull the horse underneath you and you would drop onto the horse. Because it was too heavy to, <laughs> to get yourself up there. So. That doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> and then you hope you didn't fall off or you're screwed. You're not getting back on by yourself. <laughs> so there you go. That's uh, that's a little bit about the Spanish riding school. And I know a lot of our listeners have been there, and it, it's a must-see if you ever get to Austria. But now it's time to bring our first guest on. And we have Natalie joining us. She's the director of content from Stream Horse TV about an event that's happening on Monday. Well, hi, Natalie. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. You're so welcome. It's so great being here. Thanks for having me. Before we get on to what's going to happen on Monday, right? I mean, it's coming up. Um, yes. So tell us a little bit, of, for those that don't know what Stream Horse TV is, tell us what Stream Horse TV is. So Stream Horse TV is a community where horse enthusiasts can join to expand their horizon in equine sports and culture. So it has historically been an aggregator of live stream broadcasts of English riding sports globally. And under new ownership recently, in recent months, Tom and Joanne Pierce have taken the reins there and they have expanded it to be a live stream aggregator of, so a TV guide directory type of one-stop shop, if you will, for global equine sports. Um, I've come on to roll out a whole slate of original content. So that began with our blog launch, and we will be going into video, audio, um, storytelling around education training. OTTVs will be a focus for us travel features, et cetera. So it's really just a place where we hope we can bring people of different horse disciplines together with the horse as the common denominator. So it will be both English and Western at that point? You're branching out into Western? Yes, they have already branched out. So our TV guide directory section already includes Western sports, racing, polo, Arabian. We just had the big Arabian show going on. Um, and even more obscure sports like horseball, which is kind of like oh, I love horseball on horseback. Oh, good, you know what it is. <laughs> I was ready with my definition. No, we. I, funny story about horseball. So we started covering horseball years ago. It's really popular in Canada. Um, mm -hmm. Really popular in Canada. And if you don't know what horseball is, go to YouTube and look up horseball. And yep, it's, that is your uh, Wikipedia of the day, everyone. That's yeah. the Google of the day. Oh, it is because let me tell you what is so much. Why we don't play it more here, I don't know. Because it, it seems like the kind of sport we would play in the United States. It's fast. It's somewhat violent, and it just seems like a <laughs> sport we would play. But when we were doing, well, we're the, the only country that has the NBA. So I know. <laughs> 
So when we were at the World Equestrian Games, we were covering that in 2010 in Kentucky. We met the whole horseball team that was doing the demonstrations there, like 20 of them. And we had had them on the show. And we had such a fun time with them. We actually had them back to our house one night, all 20 of them, for Chinese food during the World Equestrian Games. And half of them didn't speak English. They were speaking French and because they were from Canada. What nice. They were just so much fun. I don't know why we don't. It's got to become a thing here. It really does. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole tangent for you. Sorry about that. Well, I am we, looking yes, at this. No, we, <laughs> we have it there, uh, as well as vaulting and some other pretty um, visually exhilarating horse sports. I'm on uh, I'm on streamhorse.tv, and I'm looking at the schedule for today. Today alone, there's like 10 different live things happening. It's crazy. I didn't know all this. Yes. Yes, it is really crazy, um, and it, it's it's really just, um, you could really go down the rabbit hole, which I've kind of loved doing. Um, you can find sports you haven't heard of. Um, you can kind of dabble, which is a good thing. Um, cause horse people tend to stick with, st- stay in their lane, I guess, historically, mostly. So it's good to kind of mix and match. <laughs> Well, now, uh, you're the director of content there, which I assume means you have some kind of horsey background yourself. Yes, I um, grew up eventing in Texas, but I really started with my horse bug uh, on the backside of Churchill Downs, where my grandparents lived. And my grandfather was an old guard racing fan who would take me to the track at 5 a.m. when I would visit in the summers. (laughs) And that was the start of needing to have my own horses. Then I moved to New York City and haven't had my own horses in forever. But I I ended up having two event horses growing up in Texas. And it was a wonderful, you know, wonderful experience. Um, And I've kept my bug for racing as well. Racing is like where I get my fix. But, um, But when I saw the title of your show, I actually could visualize horses in the morning for me is is the backside of Churchill Downs as a kid, which is really funny. Well, and I could just picture you with your grandfather with a cigar, you know, the classic thing, hold, holding your hand. I can just picture the whole yeah, theme. Yeah, the hat. <laughs> yeah, there was a hat. Um, and he, he grew up, um, he showed Morgan horses, and my mother rode Morgan horses. So we, we have a... We have a whole family background. Now that we've established that, let's talk about Monday. And you're doing this in combination with Horse Illustrated. Uh, it's called the, tra- the Trailblazing Horse uh, Women live stream. And this is being done on Monday because why? Well, our award-winning friend of Stream Horse TV, veteran journalist L.A. Sokolowski, we, this really was born out of phone conversations um, uh, the irony is, you know, it's two women just talking about horse world. And she had told me she was writing this article. And the long and short was, I kept asking her, when is it coming out, assuming it was coming out around International Women's Day. And I really just wanted to read the article, because I've worked in women's content in the past. And we know the uh, female horse connection is powerful. And um, I read in your bio, Glenn, you, you have experience with that with your wife and her love for horses. So I just was talking with LA about the article and she said it was coming and she mentioned all of this, you know, rich storytelling and all these conversations that had to be shortened. Um, and that there was so much more material than the article itself could hold. And I said, well, do you think any of them would want to get together 
and talk and share, you know, all the stories that hit the cutting room floor, if you will, for the written piece. And lo and behold, six of the 12 women featured in the article immediately said yes. And we're all going to get together. And the real thing we're doing is just celebrating the woman and celebrating the horse. Um, But these women, you know, it's rare to get women of this stature um, together in one place, in one, you know, virtual room, if you will. And so it's going to be a really special occasion. And Horse Illustrated has been a wonderful partner and, and was completely open for the idea. And Stream Horse TV wants to do more live events. And, and so this will be our first big one. And you have uh, some some really terrific names of people. That, but, and you're doing this, by the way, let me uh, clarify this. This is Monday, March 8th, this Monday at 6 p.m. That's International Women's Day. So that's one of the reasons it's happening Monday, too. Uh, but it's at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You have one of my co- co-hosts here at the Horse Radio Network, been doing it for eight years, I think, Debbie Laux of Horsemanship mm-hmm. Radio is joining you. Lynn Palm, who was my neighbor down here in Ocala until she sold her farm. Everybody knows Lynn. She was just on the dressage show last Last week, actually. Uh, awesome. Linda Tellington Jones is kind of a legend because when I first met my wife, she was doing T Touch uh, and li- doing Linda Tellington Jones things. Uh, so I am so glad to see Linda still around doing her thing. Linda is uh, proudly 83. I was going to say she uh, can't be young, and I didn't want to insult her, but I think she knows she's. She, yeah. was, she was proud to note that. Um, for those of you who have not, heard of Linda Tellington Jones or don't know as much about her. She is an advocate for peace, really. And she was part of a global peace relay that uh, she was the torchbearer for that. She shares torchbearing duties with people like Desmond Tutu and Billie Jean King. She is, um, she's written 23 books. She's all about the heart to heart connection, human and horse. Um, I was going to say Debbie, Debbie shares that in her philosophy and, and their training, um, the nonviolent training, the the way that horses can be a pathway to peace for humans. Um, it's really powerful stuff. And Linda's been around forever, as you said, and she's just still full of energy, full of inspiration. Um, she's she's a legend. She certainly, As they all are. <laughs> yeah, they all are. So you have Patty Cobert, who's the Extreme Mustang Makeover founder. And of course, uh, we do the Mustang episode every month. We just did that earlier in the week. So I've met her before. And she's fascinating, too. You're going to like to hear her. The one I don't know on this. She, yeah, go ahead. Well, Patty, I just want to say about Patty, I'll give her a little shout out here. She is she is a dynamo and she's a fellow Texan. So she will be... Um, she has not promised whether she would drink or curse on the program before, but, but we told her she, she could do both. And she's just really an innovator for in marketing and business uh, for anybody who's, you know, maybe not like that deeply into the, the horse thing. She's just a pioneer. She's really merged some worlds together. I, to be diplomatic, I would say she's definitely a force. Um, a four yeah. for sure. As, I mean, I want to say that, but all of these women are. So. Yeah. <laughs> the one I don't know on the list is uh, Patricia Kelly. Well, she might be the biggest force amongst them all, and she has not been shy about letting us know that her experience, um, you know, coming up through the world of 
being a young woman of color riding horses and wanting to be involved in horses, um, her experience vastly differs from some of these other women's. Everyone has their stories of tribulations. Um, and Anne, I don't want to forget Anne there. She has our whole Me Too story that she will share about on the program. But Patricia Kelly is, if you don't know who she is, you should come to find out on Monday or start reading now. She runs a program called Ebony Horsewomen in Connecticut. She has been running it since 1984, and it does equine-assisted therapy and psychotherapy um, programs for veterans and urban families, but she also has all these other things going on, like they have a mounted patrol unit, and Patricia's in the Cowgirl Hall of Fame, and she's been featured on CNN's Top 10 Heroes, Um, so she is no slouch. She is uh, definitely um, someone who will be a force of nature and conversation and who you'll want to hear from. Well, and Ann Krasinski, we don't even need to introduce her. I mean, she's just, you know, <laughs> she's, a, she, she's just a little show jumper that, you know, hangs out uh, at the shows. Um, you yeah, know, the Olympic I, shows. I, want, I, hope, shows. I hope a viewer um, asks Ann, and we encourage viewers to comment and please send in your questions, and we hope we can get to some of them in the show. But, you know, I'd love to ask Ann if there was any luck because she has won everything that there is to win. Um, five-time Olympian. I, I mean, she, like you said, her name is there. You know her name. Everybody knows her name. Um, what really strikes me about Anne is even after all that she's accomplished, her willingness to still do more. She wants to do more. She, she wants to share for our program, but she, she's still just going at it with her students. Um, and she has her farm. So she's, she's still going, she's still making things happen. Yeah. And still winning. (laughs) So still doing her thing. Yep. And her students are winning. Yeah. So, so, okay. So what formats is going to be before we run out of time? Is this going to be, uh, how can people watch number one and what format is it going to be? Are they all going to speak or is it a round table or how are you doing it? This is going to be a digital live stream. Um, Viewers can tune in at Streamhorse TV's YouTube channel or Streamhorse TV's Facebook page. It will also be cross-streamed on Horse Illustrated's Facebook page. And after the program is over, there will be an archival recorded version available for everyone on both landing pages, Streamhorse TV and Horse Illustrated. So both event landing pages will hold that link. And um, many of the women will probably be posting the link on their websites as well. So if you miss the show, you can tune in and watch the recorded version. And what was your other question? Oh, that's that was my question. And is it going to be individual? Are they going to speak individually? Or is it going to be like a roundtable? It's going to be kind of like we call it a speed dating model. We're going to bring a couple of ladies on. LA is our moderator. Um, Hi, you know, LA. I, I know her an... too. Met her years yes, ago. Yes, I yeah. hope I hope you know her. She's another one. Um, I want to give her a big nod here. This is really all because of her. She is the one who did these in-depth interviews, and she will be moderating the kind of behind-the-scenes sneak peek takeaway uh, outtakes, if you will. That I, will be discussed. I want to say something um, about L.A. L.A. is one of those people, um, and I used to own an acting company. We looked for these type of people as actors. L.A. is one of these people that when she walks in a room, you know she's there. 
you, mm-hmm. you know, there's kind of a presence about her. And we looked for that when I was looking for performers is, you know, do they walk in a room and do you realize they're there without necessarily them ever saying anything? It's just an energy. Right. It's the thing that Regis Philbin used to say that, uh, the the it thing that that really great uh, journalists and broadcasters have it's it's like that it thing and I'll also say that having worked at MTV uh, LA is becoming my new Kurt Loader of the horse world for her encyclopedic knowledge uh, and just her tenure in all the different facets of the equine industry she just has such a deep knowledge. Um, and she's been around it all. So, very cool. All right. So, this is Monday. Is it free? It is free. Okay. It is free, and it is uh, going to be on many different platforms. So, we encourage everyone to tune in, ask your questions, or catch the recorded version if you cannot. And the article will feature 12. So, we only have six of the 12. There will be 12 Trailblazers featured in the Horse Illustrated article in their May issue. All right, and that's horseillustrated.com. You can also find information, and we'll put a link to the Trailblazing Horsewoman uh, live stream. We'll put a link to that as well in our show notes, so you can just find them right there on your podcast player and click right to it. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. It was good to meet you, Natalie, and uh, good luck and have fun on Monday. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. And happy, uh, happy, well, we're going to make it Horsewoman's Day on Monday. We're just going to, instead happy of it. Happy Horsewoman's Day, that's everyone. Right, that's right. Heck with International Women's Day, it's the horsewomen that count. So, and yes, I do know a little bit about work, working with horsewomen as I have 30 co-hosts that are women. So. Uh, Excellent. One, that's a guy. So there, that tells you something about uh, my world. Uh, okay, we're going to find you another, another guy to, I know. <laughs> to talk with you. <laughs> Thanks a bunch, Natalie. Appreciate it. Take care. There you go. Something for you to tune into there, Mandy, on Monday. Yes, I'm excited. That looks like a, it's a really great lineup of women. LA is a perfect one to host that, too. She's really dynamic. Uh, you know, if I was going to pick somebody to host it, I would say LA would be the perfect one. I must have met her. God, I must have been in a press room somewhere, at Rolex or something, years ago. Um, and I, I've known her ever since. And, you know, when you look at this list of people, I think every one of them has been on our shows, except for Patricia, and we have to fix that. So, Patricia, if you're listening now, we need to get you on the show. Uh, but uh, I think everybody else, I think even Linda Tenlington-Jones showed up once. But uh, that's really cool. I think that's a fun thing that you can look forward to on Monday night at 6 o'clock Eastern Time. And now it's time for you for your first time. Say, pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right. It is time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when listeners submit ads, and we just have a little bit of fun with them. We've been doing this for about 10 years. 
started by accident, and we never quit. Every Friday for 10 years, I think we've read thousands of ads. And amazingly, people keep posting bad ones. So it just is never going to go away, apparently. And if you play and participate by sending in an ad, whether you just send it in to Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com and give her a, a copy of the ad, or you send it in by voicemail and do your own ad, you get entered for prizes at the end of the month. And at the end of this month, we're going to give away over $400 worth of prizes provided by horselovers.com. And Mandy's going to tell us about the first one. All right. The first one is an Amigo Amico turnout worth $250. This is the latest innovation in the Amigo turnout range. The Am, oh, Am, Am Amico. I stumbled on that one. Should we redo that one, Glenn? No, I, I think we can <laughs> let your screw-ups in the show. I think that'd be perfect. I'm saying Amico. Well, I don't know. I'm like, wait, it looks different now that I'm going through the paragraph. <laughs> I think I'm going with Amico. Who knows? I have no All right. idea. The Amico. I think it's Amico, right? Maybe. All right. We're just going to go with it. If they so, would give them normal names, we wouldn't have this problem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Amico is the first horseware Ireland turnout that is constructed from recycled plastic bottles. 218 plastic bottles are recycled to create one turnout. That's really interesting. So it's got this 1200D polyester outer that is sustainable, waterproof, and breathable. Eco-friendly fill for superior breathability, keeping your horse comfortable. It's got sustainable shine, enhancing lining that prevents rubbing, promoting a healthy coat with a detachable hood included. And again, that value is $250. That's a really cool, cool, uh, cool prize that somebody's going to win. And I gave you the one that had all the hard words in it because I always yes, screw them did. up. You might as well, too. <laughs> That's why I'm not taking it out because uh, I can't be the only one in this show screwing up words. The Wix Smart Cooler were $70 as the second prize. Uh, Wix Smart Premium Cooler. Dry your horse in half the time. The neck cover and belly and just chest panels cover the areas where the horses actually get sweaty and wet, thus eliminating the need for toweling off the underside of your horse. It speeds up the moisture diffusion process from the hair to the fleece, and they're made of a thick 300-gram fleece, whereas many other commercial coolers are made of 100 to 200 grams of fleece. So you're also going to want this to go with your your turnout, your Amico turnout. You can uh, find this if you want to buy one at horselovers.com. That's worth $70. And then we also have a $100 gift certificate towards a pair of Lane Boots. Lane Boots started in 2007, known for their quality and style. We have hundreds of styles of Western boots from a company dedicated to the quality, style, and comfort. You can use your gift certificate for any of the Lane Boots offered at horselovers.com. Very good. And thank you to horselovers.com for providing the products, prizes every month. And I'm happy to announce that horselovers.com is also signing on to support our road show later in August as well. So they'll be going with us on the road show. Uh, we have had some ads that were submitted that we will not get to today because we can't get to all of them. Kimberly, Christine, Kayla, and Alicia all submitted ads, and you are entered in the drawing. We just don't have time to play them, but thank you for submitting. Maybe we'll get to them next week. Bailey sent her ad in. Now, remember, if you submit your own ad where you read it yourself, you can go to Horses in the Morning and click on the voicemail banner on the right side of the page, and right on your phone, you can record it right in. It comes out sounding perfect. Uh, You can do that right there. You get double the entries if you record the sound yourself. And here's Bailey's. Hey, y'all. I got another one out of Aztec, New Mexico on Craigslist. 
Title reads, put miles on your horse, $600. I like this ad because I'm a horse trainer, so this just really makes me smile when I read this. I have openings for your horse that needs some miles. I don't want your crazy bronc. Green horses are fine, but I do not want a bucker. I feed and supplement. I ride every day. 600 for 30 days. Openings March, May, and June. Send me a message to book your spot. Require half down to hold the spot. So if you want some quality training for your horse that's not a crazy bronc or not a bucker, this guy will feed and supplement them for 30 days. So book your spot. <laughs> I don't want the crazy horses. I want the ones that are already half broke. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, crazy Bronx. Well, I, I think it's safe to say he's had some experiences with some crazy Bronx. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. You have the next one. I do. All right. So this next one is from Rachel. And this ad is for the finished cutter, quarter horse finished cutter. All right. Let's let's get into this. Okay. Can't say enough good things about this boy. Finished cutter started on barrels. Dot, dot, dot. Would make a jam up sorting horse cowie. And, it, and horse is spelled with a U in it, which is really strange. <laughs> Easy to push. Broke, broke, broke. Will do anything. Raised him since he was born. Has had hawks and teeth done. Located in Ashboro. What do they do with the hawks? <laughs> I was just going to say, wait, am I missing something? What? What? <laughs> what, what? What service is that? I don't know. I don't know what they do with the hawks. Is I, it hawks? Unless there's something maybe wrong with them, you really don't do anything, do you? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he, maybe they met hooves. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. And I love this sentence. Would make a jam up sorting Howard's cowie. I don't know what that means. I don't know, I what, don't know I, what that means either. Howard's. So it's H-O-U-R-S-E. They added a U into horse after the O. Yeah, I get that. But what's a Howers. jam up? A jam up's... A jam up mean good? Is that like slang for good? I don't know. I I'm feeling I read old it over right like now. Four actually. times I don't get it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> feeling old. All right, Tara sent this one in and read it herself. This is from the Texas Sport Horse Showcase. Oh, and this is Tara. I'm in Texas. Are you a masochist? A fan of the sensitive horse? Wanting the experience of bringing on a new jumper, but not the bills to go with it? If you answered yes to any one of these questions, then boy, do I have the horse for you. Mars is a 16-hand barley, I think they mean barely, seven-year-old Arabian gelding who is up for an in-barn half-lease in the Woodlands, Texas, come the month of April. He's a sweet guy, and as someone new to jumping myself, I stay on, so that's already a plus in his direction. <laughs> He's super responsive, just likes to add his own flair over the jumps. <laughs> I'm super honest, so if you have questions, fire away. He's also being offered on other pages for an endurance lease anywhere, to which he's a much better horse at. But since he's also dabbling in jumping, I thought I'd offer him here, too, just for funsies. His personality really makes it all worth it, and the trainer you'd work with is top-notch. Included are some photos of a cute little chestnut Arabian gelding and... I think he looks like a fun little project and thought it was fun. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, Tara. Appreciate it. Maybe, in, maybe uh, you know, eventing would be a good prospect. He likes endurance, likes jumping a little bit. 
There you go. Combine the two. That dressage thing probably is a problem. That's where we're in this <laughs> trouble with that one. Uh, Ariane sent this one in, and it's our trailer of the week. We actually have a couple trailers this week, but this one's a classic. So you know how we always say every week that the trailers are covered up with crap and you can't even see the trailer? Well, this takes that to an extreme. They didn't bother to weed whack any of the weeds around this trailer, and the weeds literally are grown up to almost the roof. So you cannot see the tires. You basically can't see the bottom of the entire trailer. It is a gooseneck, looks like a two-horse trailer, maybe 25 feet long. Uh, They do give you a picture of the inside of the trailer, and I assume is a living quarters, I guess. Um, It looks like maybe it was a living quarters at one time, and maybe there was a mattress in the part over the top. Uh, I wouldn't sleep on it if I were you, because let me tell you, this thing has been sitting in those weeds for a very, very, very long time. Uh, I'm guaranteeing it's not roadworthy. Let's see what they say. They say 1990 gooseneck trailer with living quarters. You don't want to live in them, trust me. Uh, $1,500. That's it. That's all you get. Would you live in that? Would you go to sleep on that mattress? Uh, I'm already looking at these photos and I'm thinking <laughs> spider webs, snakes, like looking at all these weeds growing up around it. I wouldn't even like, I wouldn't even walk around the outside, let alone go in. But there's, there's definitely spiders in this looking at these pictures. <laughs> and why does it say t-shirts on the side of the trailer? I don't, maybe they didn't use it for horses. Maybe it was just a t-shirt trailer. <laughs> They probably should stay at T-shirt trailer. <laughs> I wouldn't put a horse in it. <laughs> Thank you to Ariane for sending that in. I'm going to post these in uh, the auditor group so that uh, uh, we don't have the same problem we do uh, posting them in the horses. The morning page, which somebody always says, is it still for sale? And it's like, <laughs> no, we're just making fun of it. Thank you. Well, this next one is from Laura, and the title of this ad is 1985 Unknown Unknown. (laughs) So I I don't think they know what they're selling. (laughs) And it's listed for only $250 out of Nevada, and it's a little trailer. I'll I'll read the copy out here. There's a couple pictures, but the copy says, little trailer, 73 by 38 by 50. And it doesn't say... What is that, inches? I guess it's inches. (laughs) (laughs) Metal roof and sides made for small animals like goats, ponies, sheep, etc. Has a back door that's taking off right now, which must mean taken off. Is it flying away? Is it just... (laughs) It's heading out. (laughs) Something, but it's not sticking around. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Needs tires. Looks... Look at pictures. I don't think it's ever been registered. It may have, but I don't see any numbers. Sold as you see. It, no pink slip. Harbor freight frame, I think, or not. <laughs> 73 by 38 by 50. What? They said again. <laughs> this is the second week in a row we've had a reference to Harbor Freight, and I really don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. Harbor Freight. They frame. sell tools. Uh, yeah, I've been to Harbor Freight a couple times. I don't oh, know what they're talking about. Maybe they sell those little flat trailers you haul your uh, you haul your like your lawnmower on it, and they built this thing. It does look homemade. They built it on top of that. Yeah, yeah I think that's uh, what happened. So what happened is someone got sick of putting their small animals in the back of their SUV or minivan. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> so they said, exactly. "We're going to need a trailer for this, but it's got to be cheap." <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and that's where this one came in. But it's a steal at only two hundred and fifty dollars for this nineteen eighty five unknown unknown. Yeah. <laughs> 
This is a cute one. And I assume this is her kid. I don't have the details of this. Faye sent this one to us. And it says, I want to share with you something I do with my kids, students. She's probably a teacher. I asked them to create horse ads for their dream horse or an imaginary horse, including a hand-drawn picture and the sort of things one would want to know about a horse. This one was from last weekend. So this is one of her, what looks like little kids, right? I mean, elementary school. Jennifer just walked in. So this is an ad. Faye is saying she had her kids do this, her students do this, and this was one of them, right? This wasn't a bad ad necessarily. Got it. Okay. So it's on a purple sheet of construction paper, which I haven't seen one of in many years because we don't have kids. Uh, And this says horse for sale. And she drew a picture of a horse. It's a blue horse with pink feet and a yellow face. And it's got a unicorn horn. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And it has a little forelock, too. And in it, uh, this person wrote, oh, by the way, the horse's name is Fettuccine Alfredo. (laughs) Alfie for short. I think she might have gotten close to spelling Fettuccine right, too. Amazing. Yeah. So this is what her dream horse consists of. Uh, $1,000, tips accepted. (laughs) Uh, Doesn't like water, has a powerful trot, pokey canner, Hates ground poles. Only jumps three four. Only jumps three four. That's a pretty good jumper right there. Uh, doesn't like. Doesn't carrots. Oh, like carrots. I thought it said rats. Uh, doesn't like <laughs> carrots and loves kids. So that's her dream. It's very cute. It's very cute. <laughs> I wonder why it so doesn't like water. These must be writing students because I feel like if in a classroom setting with a teacher. Yeah, this kid knows too much, too much about horses. Yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> to know to put like jumps at three pole, foot four. Like your average non-horse <laughs> yeah. kid does not know what ground poles are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a canner is. <laughs> exactly. It's very cute. Very cute. Thanks, Faye, for sending that in. All right. This next one is from Betsy. And this is for two minis for sale. They say, for sale, mini mares, 129 inches, other taller, not sure of high. 300 a piece, 250 a piece if you take both. Oh, I didn't see this part. We'll throw in a free alpaca. Because <laughs> everybody wants an alpaca with their minis. <laughs> Wait, so do you have to take both to get the free alpaca? Let me read this again. It doesn't specify. 250 a piece if you take both, we'll throw in. I think if you take both for the 250, you get the free alpaca, but probably not if you just get one mini. <laughs> <laughs> There's a discount for more. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Brenda sent this one in. Free chickens and goats. Farmer Carter Brown here. I have too many chickens and goats right now. Take as many as you can. Catch in an hour for $50. <laughs> Okay, that's funny. That's the first time that's ever happened in an ad. Uh, second hour, $30 as many as you can. How many does this person have, Farmer Brown, for Farmer Carter? Oh, my God. You can catch 50 goats in an hour. You get 50, you pay $50, I guess. Uh, two, oh, two-hour limit per customer. Oh, he's not saying a limit on the animals. He's saying you can only hang around for two hours. <laughs> Bring your own containment. Oh, I got a trailer for you. It's a little white one, homemade on a Harbor Freight frame. Um if a critter escapes your containment, you'll have to use your time to catch him again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I want a video of this. This would be hilarious. <laughs> we need to go to Farmer Carter's place and do this. This would be hilarious. 
So I'm picturing a, an open farmyard. Yes. These aren't contained animals. This is just an nope. open free-for-all farmyard. 20 yard. acres. That's why you get two hours, because it's going to take you <laughs> at least that time just to catch something. <laughs> Please tell me it's 20 acres, too. You know, it's <laughs> it's not a little barnyard. <laughs> but it's not just chickens. It's goats, too. Yes, which, which are not easy to catch either. <laughs> Oh, that's bring that's bring some trip. rope and a net. I guess that's a trip. I guess if you don't catch any in an hour, you're out of luck. You've lost nope. fifty bucks, and I'm sure he makes you pay in advance. Because <laughs> oh god, I hope he has videos. We have to look that one up. Uh, but Brenda, if you have a phone number for this dude, please send it in. We want to call him. I need to call him on the show. We need to find yep. out how this goes. We need a location. Yes. On this. <laughs> All right. This next one is from Hannah. This ad says, reduced season Before we do horses. Hannah's, I want to tell everybody uh, that are our auditors, we are hanging around after the show to do a post show. I'm going to ask uh, I'm going to ask Mandy the questions that are asked at the end of Inside the Actor Studio, the James Lipton questions. So we'll see how she does <laughs> in those. I'm going to put her on the spot. It's her first time. She might as well get thrown under the bus. So hang around for that after the show. Oh, fun times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for that. All right. Let's get into Hannah's ad. Reduced season horses of horsemanship. Call only. Reduced $5,300 for Gracie and Fred. Blue-eyed Gracie, 18 years, 15, 11.1, hand stout. That's confusing. Fred, 19 years, 15, 15.1 hands. Looks ideal, height and markings. <laughs> Simply majestic to look at, and they do play. One will swish tail one way and the other the other way. Twins. They complement <laughs> each other. That's playing? I didn't know that was playing. <laughs> <laughs> they complement each other and move in sync. And sync is not spelled right. <laughs> we are active motor biker or motorbike riders. Why horses are e-joying grazing in paddocks. They are walked to grass paddock daily. Upped. Up to date, I think. Upped on all equine maintenance, Coggins, hoofs, teeth, worming cycle. Our schedules are just becoming busier, and we prefer to take time off in other interests than riding horses. Our children are all grown. Why not road? <laughs> no sold as no sold as riding horses. Oh, it keeps going. I can have a transport haul dollars. Our trailer is too small. And behold, this is certainly not a fire sale. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of heart emojis. And yes, if you are of natural horsemanship and experienced with equine, I'm 100% convinced you will be able to jump on and their backs and have a leisurely ride. <laughs> they just need some reminder techniques, soft hands, and a whisper in their ears. Come out and play with them. No, I'm not granting you permission to jump on their backs. Heart, <laughs> 6,000 together, certainly open to offers. Only consideration to trade for a... a Veek, it's not spelled right. Veek Heil. Harley old, Harley or old truck. So let me get this right if I read between all the misspellings and <laughs> bad grammar. Is they're trying to sell two horses? Well, first of all, they were $5,300 above, and at the bottom, they're 6000 The price went up as he was writing it. But um, the, the, they're trying to sell two horses that are not started, that you can't ride. Matter of fact, he says in here, not sold as riding horses for $6,000. I'm so confused. And they're older horses, 18 years and 19 years, according to this ad. So we got two senior horses that aren't started that he's trying to sell for $6,000. <laughs> oh, my God. 
My guess is these horses are still for sale. But you know what? They swat their tails in sync, so that's got to mean something. It's got to. I be. mean, that's talent. That's, that's talent, talent right there. That's, that's why important. the price went up. As he was writing this ad, he's like, you know what? They're worth more than $5,300. We need to up the price. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you if he'd thrown in a, an alpaca, he could have got seven. Um, Probably. Yeah. I think he could have. Well, look at you. Yay, you did it. You did your first batch of really bad ads. Good job. Now you're a professional podcaster. Once you get through that, you're a professional. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was fun. It was a little bit painful, but it was fun. <laughs> Mandy, remind everybody where they can catch your show later in the month. Sure. So you can visit the website at theleadlinepodcast.com. And of course, it is also part of Horse Radio Network. So you can find me on the Horse Radio Network as well. We're excited to have you. Thank you so much for filling in for Jamie today. We'll, she'll be back on Monday. We'll be back here with some new shows. You all have a terrific weekend. Be safe. Ride safe. I know snow's melting in some places, so you can get out to ride again, but you're covered in mud. So uh, be safe in the mud. Thank you, Mandy. Appreciate it. Hang on. Torture Mandy some more. Enjoy this. I like breaking in the new podcasters. All right. We're out with the otters. Good job, by the way. Thank well you. done. I got to get Jennifer to close my door, though. She's making a lot of noise in there and a lot of racket. So thank you. <laughs> You need a door hanger that says Jeez, do not I, I do have a door hanger. It says, <laughs> so I told you, once they, after a while, they ignore it. He'll be good for about half a year, and then he's not going to pay any attention. I have one that says on air. It's bright red. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> she says it's payback for all the record I make when she's recording. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you're married 30 years. Uh, so this, these questions are at, have you ever watched Inside the Actor's Studio? I haven't. Okay, no. it's a great show. Uh, and James Lipton hosted that show for 30 years. And he would sit down and he would interview actors. And it's every actor's dream to be on his show. And he would get into some serious, deep stuff with these actors. But it's mostly about acting because it was done for an acting school. Uh, but he would ask these questions at the end of every actor he ever had on. And it's all the famous names you've ever heard of have been on his show. And they're continuing it, I understand. We watched it the other day. Um, and they're trying out new guest hosts. So we'll see who ends up being the host. So these are the questions he asked. These are rapid fire. So let's see how you do. So, uh, by the way, the post-show, you're allowed to swear. So we're, we're good in swearing in this short part of the show. Uh, the 10 questions that Lipton asks were, what are your favorite word? Bunnies. <laughs> I like that. You have bunnies too, right? <laughs> I love bunnies. You thought these were rapid fire. So yeah, I but you have I bunnies, if I remember right, right in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have a bunny, so I love bunnies. Yep. <laughs> so whenever, whenever anyone says bunnies, I'm like, ooh, where? Is your <laughs> I'm bunny, wearing a shirt is your bunny house broke? Bunny mama today. <laughs> is your bunny house broke? Yes. Do they go yes, like a cat does in like a litter box? Uh-huh. We yeah. have two litter boxes. So he's got his own little bedroom. He has a litter box in that, and that's the penny sleeps in at night. And then during the day, we have a litter box in our living room so he can come out and roam. You have a bunny bedroom? He does have a bunny bedroom. It's a very small room in our, our little house, and I think it counts as a bedroom when you, you count it that we have three rooms, but it's uh, it's way too small to put anything in there, so it became the bunny room. There you go. Um, what is your least favorite word? Burpees. <laughs> okay, that's a first. <laughs> 
I'm doing a new workout program right now. And every time I'm like, oh, my God, I need burpees <laughs> this morning. So when I looked at this list, least favorite word, burpees. You know, I forgot what burpees were. I used to be a wrestler. And now you reminded me. Of, yeah, we used to do burpees <laughs> all the time. Uh, what turns you on? Well, I when I looked at this list, I was like, do I wh- do I want to have fun with this or what? So I decided just to go with my traditional answer answer, which is beards. My husband's a beard guy, so <laughs> <laughs> I just I just love beards. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear that. Actually, I'm very glad to hear that. <laughs> uh, what turns you off? Whiners. Hmm, that's a good one, actually. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? Back to the bunnies. I love bunny crunching when the bunny is oh. munching on his lettuce or his hay. It's so cute. I just love that sound. Yeah, and the most popular answer we get uh, from a lot of horse people is the sound of horses eating at night after you lock up the barn. Mm-hmm. And you're just about ready to go in the house, and they're all just quiet and eating in the barn. Uh, especially on a chilly night. That's a great sound. Mm-hmm. Um, what sound or noise do you hate? I hate when my husband wakes me up sniffling or goes to bed <laughs> sniffling and I can't sleep. It happened this morning, and so it was fresh in my mind. What noise do I hate? The, yep, the honeymoon's <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon, your husband's going to be sleeping in the bunny room. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon. <laughs> well, he's done it before, but that's by his own choice. He loves hanging out with the bunny. <laughs> I am the one with the allergy, so I am the one doing the sniffling, so I get where your husband's coming from. You know, it's like, we got to <laughs> sleep. We got to go somewhere. Uh, I did sleep the other night. It was so bad, I actually slept out in the, in the spare room because it was so bad. I couldn't even stand it. Um, we're in pollen season here. You guys haven't even dreamed of that yet this year, but we're in pollen season, full pollen season here in Florida, so the car literally turns yellow in a day. Uh, you'll go out oh. and be covered in pollen in a day, and it just does me in. Uh, so what profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? So if you could try anything, you know, maybe money wasn't a concern, what would you like to try? I had to spend some time thinking on this. and that, You know what? I just I love what I do, so I don't often focus on what other profession that might be. But I think I would try something fast and something in sports. I'm not a sports person per se, but I live on the water and I think I would want to try something in water sports. It just, that would be a lot of fun. You loved working at all those car shows you used to work at, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I did a lot at, you know, on the trade show floor at the auto shows and got paid well to stand by the cars. And you were the you know, supermodel. You were the auto <laughs> supermodel standing there looking all good. They pay you a lot of money to Did they ever let you drive cars? them? Did you ever get to drive them? Yeah, well, some of them, actually, I'll tell you a real quick story, but uh, there was one program that my husband and I did for Chevrolet, and as part of that program, we had to take the vehicles home with us and drive them out to different events, so that pro- that summer, I got to bring home a pink-wrapped Camaro. Oh, wow. And oh, my God, it was so fun. Everybody was staring and looking. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, they did it as part of their, you know, um, breast cancer awareness a promotion that they were doing with Chevrolet. And so it was wrapped pink and it had all the logos. How many and- times did you get pulled over? That's like a cop magnet. <laughs> <laughs> not often, not often. But I didn't really drive it other than to and from the events. There was one time, and I was just afraid, like, the agency would, like, find out. <laughs> but one time I took it out on just like a personal errand because I just had to. You know, it was sitting in, in my yard. <laughs> I had to take it somewhere. So I took it one time on a non-work-related 
errand, but I never got pulled over in the Camaro. Mandy but worked was- the trade show circuit for a long time. So she, I joke about her being the supermodel, but she really was. <laughs> um, <laughs> but did, did, what was the weirdest trade show you ever did? There, keep in mind, we're in the private room here. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of different trade shows that we've done. There's certainly a lot of events out there. The thing with being a trade show rep or working, you know, in the events industry is that you're all freelancers. So when an agency is hiring for something, you get to pick and choose what uh, kind so of programs you do. the really you weird do. ones, like the, uh, what's that big, what's the one in Las Vegas there, the, the porn show or whatever? You didn't work that one? <laughs> no, no. no. Okay. But there was a lot of programs that would come through and we would get to decide. Um, th- we really just stuck to a lot of the automotive stuff or some of the food sampling. But I know of quite a few friends who would get on like the Trojan condom tours and go out <laughs> and promote with Trojan. And th- we just never did that. We just. I don't want to know what they do. On the- <laughs> How exactly do you show them off? I don't want to know. <laughs> I think you just give out free samples. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So did you ever meet the Wienermobile guys? Uh, no, but I did meet the Bootmobile guys. If you're familiar with the L.L. Bean Bootmobile, oh, yeah, I yeah, actually yeah. worked that program. Did uh, you get to ride in it? Ago. It came to my area. It came to Watertown, New York. So I actually worked with those guys. Did you get the ride in it? Did you get to go in it? No, they're no. very they're very strict about their rules with their bootmobile. You can't party in the bootmobile. <laughs> <laughs> I did take a picture. It was actually my second time with the bootmobile. The second time they came to Northern New York, but it's really cool to see in person. So that one I did get to see. Yeah, every year I see the job ads come up for the Wienermobile. You know, I guess they trade them out every year. They, I, mm-hmm. You probably can only drive that thing for a year before you go nuts. Um, and I don't know if I could smell hot dogs all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't even know that the Wienermobile people get paid as well because it's such an in-demand type of role that I don't think that it's as competitive with the pay rate. That's the the word that was going around the trade show and marketing event marketing industry was that the Wienermobile people didn't get paid as well as some of the other tour managers. So what's everybody yearning for? The food ones and the beer ones? Are those the ones everybody wants, the beer and the food ones? Yeah, it's... it's the ones with the cool tour vehicles, those are definitely the higher end, like more competitive types of programs where you have this really cool tour vehicle that you get to drive. Um, but again, Wienermobile is so popular, they didn't pay as much. So the experienced tour managers are like, no, we're not going to go for that one. We'll <laughs> go over here for this other tour with this other vehicle because they pay double the rate. <laughs> <laughs> That's fascinating. Um, all right. Two more questions. What profession would you not like to do? So I recently learned about, uh, I've been working in the franchise industry as one of my um, my other jobs that I've done recently. And I learned about this franchise that does crime scene cleanup. And it's like, it's a, it's a thing where they actually sell franchises so people could open a business to do crime scene cleanup. And it's a very successful franchise. Uh, I, I was like, <laughs> I definitely would. I, that's not for me. Oh, my God. I often <laughs> wonder about the people who do that. you got to have a stomach of iron. Ugh. Yeah. And you know, I don't mind messes, but I feel like that would not yeah, be my dream job. Yeah, there's messes and then there's, you know, <laughs> body parts everywhere. And, oh. Ugh. Yeah. No. So that, that all right, let's move on. I'm, I'm going to get off of that one. Uh, all right, the last one. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You know what? I didn't have to think on this one too much, but I think the best thing I would like to hear is your pets are here. And I, I know that's more of an emotional answer. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, I'm like, I would want to see my beloved pets that I've lost over the years. And that would make me so happy. Oh, I like that one. This first time we've had that one. That's a great one. I like that. Good job. See, you got through it. No problem. Uh, I didn't ask you, and I don't know. 
I didn't. It's not on this list. Why isn't it on this list? They missed one, and that's what is your favorite swear word? It's always oh, on the list. Oh, I. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I noticed we skipped over. Yeah, where? It. <laughs> How did I miss that? <laughs> <laughs> I I would have to say the f bomb. I am definitely. I'm definitely. A, I, I did not picture you being that the F-bomb girl. No, everyone says that about me. They're like, Mandy, you're you so... You look so nice, sweet and innocent, innocent and friendly. And yeah, that's the word I get all the time. It's like, Mandy's so innocent. And nope. In fact, it just came up recently. I said I, I do some work in the franchise industry, but I had a full-time job at a franchise. Um, and I, I mostly work with men at the office. It's like all men when I first started. And then one woman just joined um, You know, later in last year in 2020. But again, still super outnumbered by dudes. And I, I went in for a meeting the other day with the team because I'm still doing some work with these guys. And one of the guys just starts swearing. He's like, fuck. And they're like, language, there's ladies here. And he looks at me and he goes, I'm pretty sure Mandy says that word way more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> so they know me well enough to know now that, that I am not afraid to drop drop any language at this point and it was very funny when I first started working there because they were super careful about everything that they would say around me and they were keeping their language clean and then once the real Mandy came out they were like whoa <laughs> <laughs> so you know, just the opposite experience I've always ended up having all women I work with you know, I've always That's ended funny. up working with around a ton of women I remember my first real job I was in sales but then I ended up inside sales and it was two guys and about 50 women and that was it it was me and and this other guy and we were in this room full of women uh and it's always been that way for me i've always been working about a ton of women i don't know why but yeah well, it was the opposite for me and it's it's been fun but i grew up with all brothers i, I have no sisters and three younger brothers so for me oh it's not weird yeah they were beating on weird. you all the time anyway so <laughs> Yeah, I have three brothers. I can't imagine having, if a girl had been in that mix, she would have, poor thing, I'd have felt bad for her. <laughs> well, I was the oldest, so at least I had that going for Yeah, me. yeah, that, right, exactly. <laughs> well, that's it, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Mandy, for filling in today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been fun. All right, talk to you soon.